In the UK, a woman went to the hospital um, and was sick. And so the, the, the people in the hospital said, go home. Uh, but she was really, really sick. Well, there's nothing we could do. It, it couldn't be the magic injections. It, it couldn't be the mRNA. Do you, are, you, are you resentful of the fact that the her initial trip to hospital, they just sloughed her off and sent her home? Yeah, I'm really angry about it. She spent the last 10 days of her life alone, and I can only imagine absolutely terrified. Yeah, well, they let her back in the hospital, you know, when she was dying from being poisoned by the injections. But she had to be by herself because of, you know, the dangerous COVID that the injections <laughs> protected her from. There is going to come a time when the mockingbirds can no longer hide this. There will be a time when we live now. What is it? This is uh, 19th, July, 2022. We live now in this moment. There will be a July 19, 2062. And some of you will still be alive. And you will be people who are asked, how, how did people let it happen? How, why didn't people stop it? This will come to pass. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com, partner of the week. Been talking a lot about the fact that they're the fat loss partner of the Dallas Cowboys. That's not a that's not a gender-based thing. That's an athlete-based thing, but it's not a program for athletes. My wife can't stand gyms, hates them. She's had great success on the Soda Weight Loss Partner. Most of the people who use them, just folks like us. But they're very good at it. It stands for state-of-the-art, sodaweightloss.com. So there's going to be a 2062. And, well, I mean, actually, I should say God willing, there'll be a 2062. The Lord will decide how long the, the earth lasts and, and how long it lasts in this form and how long countries last. And he'll make all those decisions. But God willing, there'll be a 2062. And it will be impossible to hide what's gone on. There's going to be a turning point. It's happening now. If people will pay attention, the mRNA injections are proving to be increasingly deadly and it's dosage based. The more of the garbage you get, the more likely there is to harm you. And it makes sense because the spike proteins your body's conned in the making are poison. They're cytotoxic. They're, 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 they're hugely inflammatory. They appear to be destroying the immune system, which we talked about when this garbage came out. But there's a turning as well. And when the whip back comes, because there's always a whip back. Uh, I, man, I would not want to work in journalism when the whip back comes and people say, why didn't you tell us? This is um, Ari Fleischer's tweeting a study about the media. Um, and it's not good. This comes from Pew Research. Pew does a, Pew, Pew is for decades studied um, opinions about media and usage and it's a quality study. U.S. journalists more likely than the public to say all sides don't always deserve equal coverage. Um, you ask journalists, should journalists, the question is, or the statement, journalists should strive to give every side equal coverage. United States adults, 78% say yes, absolutely. Yes, tell both sides of the story. 
22% say no. 44% of so-called journalists say no. Or no, probably 44% say yes. Only 44% of U.S. journalists believe they should give fair coverage. 60, 55%. 55% say no. And that begs a follow-up question. To which side do you give the benefit of the doubt? If you are a journalist and you believe, like like most of your colleagues, 55% of your colleagues, that you should not tell both sides of the story, then what side do you tell? I'll give you the answer. It's the side that doesn't embarrass you. I'll give you another answer. It's the side that makes you feel like you are a good person. Or that lets you keep your job. You know it, and I know it. You know it, and I know it. I know there are talk show hosts who are not allowed to say the election was stolen or rigged, who aren't even allowed to joke about it. I know there are talk show hosts not allowed to say anything derogatory about the injections. We don't go there. Is corporate policy in some places? 69% of reporters from outlets whose audience lean left say both sides don't deserve to be told. Only 30% say they do. By contrast, those who work at outlets whose audience lean right, 57 to 42% in favor of telling both sides. There is going to be, God willing, a 2042. And people are going to come back and say, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you do your jobs? If you're a journalist and you're in your 20s, you might be 62, 67 years old. Do you want to be the person sitting in a home somewhere that you don't own, but you're happy, World Economic Forum, and you realize now that you participated in the biggest human rights crime in the global, in the globe, in the history of the globe? by refusing to report about what is being done with the mRNA injections, with the food supply, with the banking systems. You see this thing in China, my wife sent me this article and we'll talk about this in detail later this week, but the Chinese Communist Party partnered with a company to set up a brand new bank. Oh, it's a small community bank and you get better interest rates and put your money there. So people did. And then the money was gone. And then their, um, their injection passports, their travel passports went from green to red. Oh, sorry, you can't go online or leave your house, even though we stole your money, um, but you can't go anywhere and you can't protest. And people protested anyway, because their money's gone. And what are you going to do at that point? You can't live. Tell me that's not a grand social experiment. Is this being written about in this country? Is anyone here referring to the vaccine passports in, in, in so-called mainstream media, which it's not, the Mockingbird media? Are any of you drawing the connection to the social credit system? Any of you? There, God willing, will be a 2042 and someone's going to say to you, wait a minute, you didn't notice that your country was starting to evolve into communist China? When your country was getting from the Chinese Communist Party thousands and tens of thousands of drones. Did you actually think China wasn't putting a back door on those? Were you that stupid? Wait, you let you let you let the Chinese Communist Party buy that much farmland? Why? Well, I was reporting the things that made me feel good and made me feel a tolerance. How is it intolerant to say the Chinese Communist Party's bad? Well, because Chinese people are yellow and I don't want to be anti-yellow. They're not yellow, they're people. The media is not in whole part and when they do, they're lying about the reasons reporting on the global uprisings because it's not just the Dutch anymore. 
It's not just this country or that country. There's protests in Spain, Morocco, Greece, the UK. We talked last week about an entire country collapsing with ESG right at the center of it. And when the Washington Post did cover the Dutch farmers, they pretended that they don't want to be forced to use less fertilizer. There's a piece um, in The Federalist, which I'm starting to read more and more, Beth Whitehead. If you skim the front pages of major uh, corporate news outlets, you'll find no mention of the economic protests raging in Spain, Morocco, Greece, and the United Kingdom. But you'll find things in the Washington Post like how to deal with a chatty co-worker won't get out of your office. But you won't find mention of more than 100,000 people protesting in Madrid. You'll find the story of a gay union entitled, What's Two Yentas Plus One Senator? A Lifetime Together at the New York Times. But you won't see a single headline on the more than 10,000 protesters in Athens. Corporate media has largely glossed over the tens of thousands of farmers in the Netherlands who clogged up roadways and distribution centers by holding Canadian-style trucker convoys to protest radical climate policies. Oh, incidentally, they're also being told now, um, yeah, we're going to need you to go ahead and uh, rid yourself of a bunch of head of cattle and sheep, and we're just going to need them liquidated. Saying the same thing in Ireland, saying the same thing in Northern Ireland. Yep, just going to need you to go ahead and cull your herds. Why? Well, Bill Gates is making some plastic meat. There is, God willing, going to be a 2062. And in 2062, people are going to be asking, how did you not notice that at the same time as they were forcing farmers to cull their herds, Bill Gates was on TV talking about how the United States should use regulation to force people to eat fake garbage meat that is terrible for you. In that 2062 world. According to the, back to this piece, the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, which records protests worldwide, 11 countries are currently seeing protests of more than 1,000 people in response to the rising cost of living and other economic woes. As of July 5, Carnegie recorded protests of more than 120,000 people in France, 100,000, Spain, 10,000, and Greece, 10,000. 10,000 in Sri Lanka, 10,000 in India, 5,000 in Iran, 5,000 in Peru, 1,000 in Argentina, 1,000 in Morocco, 1,000 in the UK. See, the, the, and, and the point of this piece is, yeah, but why? why? Why doesn't the media want people to know this? Because it's the programs that they only tell one side of that's causing it. It goes right back to these journalists who say, well, no, we actually shouldn't tell both sides of the story, just as the Washington Post is doing. Farmers just, they they like using a lot of fertilizer. No, the farmers are being told that they're going to have to lose their farms. They're being told to liquidate stock. That there's there's been what amounts to a mass suicide amongst farmers there. That's not because they're being told to use less fertilizer. Propaganda of silence. It's being employed. People don't know, but they'll find out. If God willing, or if God wills it, God allows it, and it comes to pass that Gates and Buffett and the Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum get their bottleneck on food and they get control of the food, well, then you're going to see war. Then you'll see shooting wars and then you'll see people with guns at your doorstep there to take your food because people get freaky when they can't feed their families. See, the Lord laughs at schemers and he has said to us in countless ways, man, you guys are really set on having a king, aren't you? All right. Well, I guess Klaus Schwab's better than me. I guess the people who run Joe Biden are better than me. I mean, I invented food. I brought manna from heaven. I fed the 5,000. I want to give you things. I want you to be okay. When Adam and Eve screwed up and I kicked them out of the garden, I harvested the first animal to to, to put to cloak them. So they didn't freeze to death or die of of heat exposure. I clothed them when I kicked them out of the garden. I didn't have to do that. I love you. 
your way. You you go ahead. You 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 walk that way. And you watch the evil people rise up. And that's what we're seeing. And there will be, God willing, a 2062. And so what's your role going to be? Well, whatever it is now is what it is. Um, Guy who was for years, um, and I consider Mark the Limbaugh villain. God rest rush. I always loved his hosting. Now, Mark and I are very, very different people. He is far more successful in media than I am or probably am willing to work to be, to be frank with you. I'm far more interested in spreading the word of God. Mark is so funny, so bright. And this is a man who has paid a price. Mark Stein is one of the bravest men in media. Mark wrote about the climate swindle before anyone really called it a climate swindle. I mean, there's the Climate Depot guy. He's been all over this. Very brave man. Stein was warned by participants in this swindle, like uh, Mr. Professor Hockey Stick, that, hey, you keep, you keep saying that my research is rigged. I'm going to sue you. Stein kept talking. He got sued in Canada. And that suit went on eight, I believe, eight to 10 years. And this is where Mark began to write about uh, the processes, the punishment. That really what they do is they make the process so, so unbelievably bad that that's the punishment. You never have to go to court. They've drained you of financial resources. You are locked out of countries. Oh, you can't go to Canada. Sorry, you can't come back to the UK until this court thing is settled. You can't spend your time on anything else. You can't write. Mark, Mark is a writer. He's a, um, well, he's a book writer. Uh, he's a screenwriter. He is a songwriter. He is a song reviewer. He is a commentator. He is one of the most fertile minds and one of the most active imaginations, one of the un, most unbelievable work ethics I've ever seen. And by the way, he thinks Idaho moose are a joke. That really, that really hurt my feelings. I sent a, I posted a tweet once of a moose in our backyard and Mark saw it and, and retweeted me and said, that's not a moose. Come to Vermont if you want to see a real moose. So they kept telling Mark, settle the suit, the climate suit. This guy's going to own you. Professor Hockey Stick's going to own you. And Mark said, I will not settle the suit. He lied. He did manufacture data. He lied. The hockey stick was a lie. We caught him. We need to hide the decline. He wrote a song about hide the decline, hide the decline. Mark didn't back down, which is one of the reasons he's one of the most, one of the bravest men in media. He finally, finally put that suit to bed. Mark Stein did with his lawyers. And Mark lives now and, and continues to produce brilliance. He's at GBT TV now. And Mark has a television show there, and I think he's worked very hard to have it, and I, I quite enjoy it. And I want you to hear something that Mark is doing that other people won't do because God willing, there will come a 2062. God willing, there will come a 2062. And I know this, when someone in, in it's, this is coming now, this will be in the next 10 years, when there's the lawsuits over chemically mutilating and surgically mutilating kids and those lawsuits land and people come to me and say, where were you? I will say, I was fighting it 10 years before anyone else. Where were you? I was helping families. Where were you? I was speaking out against it. Where were you? I was getting warned in media. Just don't, don't, you, you can't say that transgender people don't exist. Well, no, what I'm saying is that there's no such thing as being born in the wrong body. Sure, there's people who think they're transgender. They've been conned into it, but your opinion doesn't change biology. I will be able to say that, grace of God. And by the way, not with absent pain. I had to get there through an enormous amount of pain. Enormous, and one day maybe people will understand. Maybe. I know this. That, and I have no anticipation of being alive in 2062, but I will be able to say, you know what? I could tell it was a lie from the beginning because I'd been through it on the gender stuff. I watched this. I said, oh, wow, this is the gender thing again. Oh, wow, we can't have debate. This is the climate thing again. I did the pattern recognition. Where will you be? 
Mark Stein is in the same place he was with climate. He is on the forefront. I want you to hear what Stein is doing and um, a bit of his TV show from GBTV and how he's treating this topic with such incredible seriousness. Then I want to run through a big question. Will 100 million people die from the COVID injections by 2028? Talk about some of the other realms of the propaganda of silence. Uh, around Ukraine, very serious propaganda of silence. And this is great because One American Network brought this back up, reminded us of a phone call. Joe Biden. Hey, in um, in this time, it really is it's like this palate cleanser. <laughs> it, it really is pretty funny. Um, when I go from talking about the ultimate evil to, hey, let's talk about a soap company that exists to prove that young people who are nonverbal and so deeply impacted by autism can help run a company. Let's help the, let's, let's talk about a soap company that is going to be going to other companies and saying, here's how we did it. Here's how we employ people like Alan fruitfully. He's not a, he's not a mascot. He's a, he's a, he's a boy. He's going to be 12. He can't speak unless he uses his tablet and then he speaks, but he can't be verbal, but he's so creative. Applewood Hickory is the new sense of of soap from Allen's artisan soap. And it joins some other very, very unique scents. And my favorites in my, my family's taken to the Applewood Hickory. That's it for them. Mine continues to be the cedarwood Jasmine. There's the watermelon and melon basil. There's now pure, this has no scent. Small batch made in America, three generations of expertise in making these soaps. There are DIY packages for businesses, 20% off for your business. So you can give this stuff as a gift. So someday or another, when there is this awakening around, wait, 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 Iceland eradicated people with Down syndrome and they, they claim to have cured Down syndrome by killing people. Yeah. What did you do? Well, Nothing. Well, there is a little thing you can do. You can get behind a company called Allen's Artisan Soaps. And it's not just about the story because the story is incredible. It is about the product. Our ask is that you try the product and see if you love it. And if you love it, then sign up for the Herminator Sub. That's a lifetime savings of 10%. You get this stuff at allensoaps.com slash Todd. A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. Already they're getting into retail stores already. We're building up to a time where we can take the Allen's Artisan Soap case study to other companies and go, do you know what? You don't need to automate. Do you know that there are human beings in your communities who need work and in fact provide you great creative minds? Allen'sSoaps.com slash talk. Mark Stein decided to do a whole series of programs on injection victim. If you watch other TV stations, if you listen to other radio stations, if you go on social media, the people in this room with me tonight do not exist. In fact, as you can say, see, they're real, they're flesh and blood, they are your fellow citizens. And they represent hundreds of thousands of other people in every corner of these islands and millions more around the globe. Yet if they post on Twitter, if they post on Facebook, they are labeled as misleading, as disinformation and as fake news. These people are not in the least bit fake. They are victims of the COVID vaccines. Some of them have lost husbands, have lost parents, have lost children to these vaccines. Others among us are now chronically injured. They can't work, they can't drive, uh, they're faced with the prospect of having to sell their homes in order to pay medical bills. They're real and they have been shamefully treated uh, not only by the state, and by that I don't just mean the Queen's ministers, but Her Very Majesty herself told these people that we should all take the vaccine. Then we have the media uh, who have just ignored this story. I don't just mean the pom-pom girls of Good Morning Britain that you would expect uh, to be content to serve as propagandists, but the so-called butch boys, 
like Kevin O'Sullivan to his shame at talk radio who dismissed these people as yesterday's news. Uh, they're not yesterday's news. They're very much today's news. If you don't follow the news, uh, I don't blame you because on the COVID vaccine stuff, it's getting worse. In the United States, they're jabbing six-month-old babies. The fact is, he's absolutely correct about what's going on in the United States. And there is reason to believe and strong reason to believe that these injections are going to lead to follow-on deaths. There is a phrase that they use in medicine called mechanism. What would be the mechanism for that? What would be the mechanism for causing these deaths? Well, I've been researching this mechanism and I'm not a doctor, but this is one of the great games that the party plays is the appeal to authority. Hey, only doctors can understand this stuff. No, no, they can understand it at details that we can't. But this is not a puzzle that we can't put together on our own if we start at the very beginning and we will. We'll go through that in a second. And I'll lean on the shoulders of great PhDs to explain to you the mechanism of how this stuff is going to cause long-term derangement in people's bodies. That's the introduction. Stein sat down with two women who themselves are alive, but loved ones are not. One such woman told her story to Mark Stein about what happened to her mother. Let us meet two more victims of the vaccine. Claire Hibbs, you have seen on our show before, and Leanne Tomlin, you have not. Leanne, who is that uh, with you there? This is my stepmom, Lucy Tabra. And Lucy lived in Leicester and took the vaccine. Yeah. And then what happened? She had the vaccine in March last year and... It was about 10 days after she started to get a bit of a headache. Um, she went to the doctors and they told her that it, it was kidney stones because she had stomach pains. They said, it's kidney stones. They sent her home with some painkillers. Um, a, a day or two later, my dad came home from work after a night shift and she could barely stand up. Uh, I FaceTimed her and, and she showed me her gums. They were turning black. Oh. Um, Obviously, we knew that something wasn't right, and my dad rushed her to the, our local hospital, uh, where he wasn't allowed to go in with her because of COVID restrictions. Um, that was the last time that he'd seen her properly. Uh, yeah, um, she was there for about 10 days, eight, eight, eight days, and then she got to, to another hospital for um, a craniectomy, where they relieved yeah. pressure on the brain, and they couldn't do anything to save her. And all this time she was alone... Yeah. Because of the COVID restrictions, yeah. so nobody could see her. Yeah. Now, you have a much, well, I shouldn't say that, it's a bit ungallant, but you have a younger sibling. Yeah, he's six years old, Orson. A, six, yeah. a six-year-old boy who lost his yeah. mum. And, and how, how old was Lucy? 47. 47. Yeah. Do you, are you resentful of the fact that the her initial trip to hospital, they just sloughed her off and sent her home? Yeah, I'm really angry about it. She spent her last 10 days of her life alone, and I can only imagine absolutely terrified. This stuff is not over. And I beg you to remember that I said, I said it when it started, this never ends. I beg you to remember that, not, not about me, but because God has given us intelligence he allows us to see liars. And let's just reflect on some things. When someone constantly lies to you, they are a liar. It's what they do. Thou shalt not lie. We have a medical establishment that is, that is chemically castrating and surgically mutilating children. And they pretend it's the only thing that can be done for a mental illness. This is the same medical establishment that's telling us, well, they're not really babies, which is exactly the same as, well, they're not really human. You know, let's face it, Jews aren't really human. Do you remember that scene from Schindler's List where um, that, that guard, the Nazi guard was um, raping a Jewish woman? And he would have her in his apartment and carry out his, uh, his fleshly desires on her body. And she would, you know, passively not participate, but you know, what's she going to do? I mean, allow it to happen is the wrong phrase. 
have it done unto her, survive, I guess. I choose to live through this. She survived. She did that. That's what she did. And he would have these conversations with her. And he would say things, you know, you're, you're, you're outside is attractive. You know, I look at you and your, uh, your hair, your eyes are attractive, but I have to remind myself you're not really human. And so is what I'm doing wrong? No, I mean, because, I mean, but it's confusing because you're beautiful, but you're not human. And we've got a medical establishment that's saying, well, I mean, you know, I mean, a nine-month-old baby's not a human. But they would never use injections to harm us. They would never abort us. Ever. Because that would be wrong. Have you ever seen a movie called Clockwork Orange? Um, it's, a, it's a horribly violent and sexualized movie, and it's a brilliant movie. Brilliant. Stanley Kubrick made it into a movie. Brilliant book. By the book is fantastic. Has a different ending in the UK than it does in the United States, I would add. The book. There's a scene where the psychotic murderer, Alex, um, he is going through a, a program to cause him to no longer be violent. So it's uh, an aversion program. So they're, they have his eyes opened with devices so he can't close them. And they are inserting tears into his eyes so they don't dry out. But he can't close his eyes. He can't look away from a screen. And they're showing him all this violence. They're showing him rapes and they're showing him a concentration camp stuff. Stuff that Alex being a sociopath would like. Um, but they make him sick. They're giving him um, something that's causing him to throw up. And so they're tying that together, right? The, the, the violence, the ultra violence makes him puke. So when he, when, he, when he gets out, he still wants to do the violence, but he can't because he starts to retch. But anyway, in this theater, as this is going on, Alex starts to scream. And it's this great actor. And I'm ashamed I can't remember his name. Just great actor. He goes, yeah. And there's this guy in the microphone. What's the matter, Alex? Oh, I'm, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm, ah, I'm starting to bring me lunch up. And he has better language than that. I sound like I'm, like I'm going to drown. Alex is the medicine. Oh, no, but I get it. I get it now. I get it. Why? It was like what it was doing. I understand. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't rape people. Why is that, Alex? Well, because... Uh, uh, it's it's like wrong. <laughs> it's it's like wrong. He doesn't get it. Our medical establishment is saying, well, they're not really human. Our medical establishment is saying, sure. Slice a boy's penis down the middle, gut it, um, throw away the testicles, take the skin where the testicles resided, because we're going to make that into a fake labia cut a gash all the way between the kid's legs, some 18 inch gash, a wound that will never heal. Now shove the split penis down into that hole and then use the, um, the remaining skin that, that housed the testicles and make from that a uh, fake vulva. And that's now, that's, that's called a neo-vagina. And that's really good. It will never self-lubricate. It will be infected constantly. That's our medical establishment. Our medical establishment is saying about nine-month-old babies, well, they're, you know, they're not really human. I mean, may as well kill them. And then sell the body parts. That's our medical establishment. Our medical establishment said, go home and get sicker. Go home until your oxygen level is below 89, then come back. And then we'll tube you and, and that'll kill you. That'll blow up your lungs. We'll ventilate you. And that'll blow up your lungs and we all know it. And come back and we'll give you the only approved cure that, uh, that a psychopath named Fauci lets us use remdesivir. Remdesivir. I, I'm sorry. I'll never say it right. Send your angry emails to the Todd Herman Show. I just can't say the word. Um, and we'll give you that, that we know it destroys your kidneys because it killed Ebola patients. But they would never, ever, you know, abort us. Right? Ever. Because it's like wrong.
It's there. It's at the ToddHermanShow.com. The t-shirts are in, they say, on the front. The only knee we take is to the Lord. They've got two really cool renderings of a lion. Pick your lion. I'm going to be curious to see who chooses the lion that stands alone on the shirt. It's a dark black lion, beautiful background. Lion is a very brave looking lion of Judah is what it means from the Bible. And then the only knee we take is to the Lord on the front. On the back in very, very subtle language is the ToddHermanShow.com. It is a conversation starter. It's a way to support the show, to support this program, to support Julie and Dave who work on the program. It's a way to support your your humble host so I can spend more time in the gym. Shirts are 29 bucks. We make 10 bucks on each shirt. There's a different shirt. The lion is a little more stylized, a little more subtle. It still says the only knee we take is to the Lord. And in the background is the cross of Christ. And it is the Lion of Judah and the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Also in the back, it says the ToddHermanShow.com. This is a second run. The first run, we sold a thousand in a couple of hours at a live event in Bothell, Washington. This is a second run and it will be a limited supply there as well. We're doing a contest later on. Once you get your shirt, we want you to post it. to. So we ask you to post yourself in the shirt to social media. And we're going to do a giveaway, which is going to include a private get-together. And we'll get to talk with one another, see each other face-to-face. The ToddHermanShow.com is where you get the shirts. And that's just as fun for me. I, I, We do those sometimes with listeners, like virtual get-togethers. It's a blast. The ToddHermanShow.com. So one of the guys that the party hates is a guy named Dr. Joseph Mercola. You know that the party hates his guts. Um, Mercola is very successful doctor and CNN put out a hit on him and they went after him and said, you are publishing disinformation and misinformation. And the second I saw that they sent CNN down to attack a guy who um, is basically at this point, Mercola is a writer and a researcher. And he's been all over um, the safety or non-safety of of vaccines for many, many years. He's not anti-vax. He is, hey, let's not force everybody to take 50,000 vaccines the day they're born. How are we sure this is safe? So he's been talking with a gentleman named Dr. Martin, uh, Dr. David Martin, PhD. And he is not of the opinion that these injections are vaccines. They're bioweapons. You will recall Dr. Peter Bregan came on this program. Dr. Bregan was the only doctor to stand against ice pick lobotomies when it was all the rage and it was a medical miracle to lift someone's eyelid and hammer a piece of metal through their skull into their frontal lobe and scramble their brains and then take the metal pole out and say, hey, look, they're cured. No more depression. That was considered medicine, surgery. Miracle. And guess what journalists did? They loved it. They lapped it up. And there was this young doctor, young psychologist named or psychiatrist named Peter Bregan saying, what are, they, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're stabbing people in the brain through their skull. Well, you just don't get it. There's a lot of nuance to this. Uh, a... Uh, I, a publisher of conspiracy theories claims that the frontal lobotomy is brutal. Experts, scientific experts say it's the best medicine that's ever existed, stabbing people in the brain with a metal ice pick. However, medical experts say creating neo-vaginas between the legs of, of 11-year-old boys is the best medicine that we have. Medical experts say that it's very unlikely that the 40% all increase in all-cause mortality has anything to do with the safe and effective vaccines, which are cytotoxic. So Mercola's been talking with David Martin, PhD. He says that these are bioweapons. That's what Bregan said. Spike protein that the COVID-19 shots manufacture is, bio, has, is a known biologic agent of concern. That's a legal term. In biological warfare circles, they have these things called agents of concern, biologic agents of concern. The spike protein is one.
the mechanism and what's happening and what this guy's theory is, is that we may see a hundred million people die from these injections. He points to the fact that this has been in the works for the decades. He points to MCAN International, Innovation Risk Management, the world's largest underwriter of intangible assets used in finance in 168 countries. This is a, this is a company, I've, I've listened to the CEO present, and this is a guy who studies patent trading and intellectual property. They've been planning this stuff on SARS-CoV-2 for years. If you just go back and track the patents, we've talked about this on the show many, many times. We talk about the spike protein so often because it's the key to all of this. So Martin believes 100 million people may die from the shots. Both, fulls, uh, both Pfizer and Moderna's COVID-19 shots contain nucleic acid sequences that are not part of nature, have not been previously introduced to the human body. This amounts to genetic engineering experiments that did not go through animal studies or clinical trials. However, already people are dying from the shots and Martin states many more will die due to, get ready, such issues as blood clots, damage to the cardiovascular system, and problems with liver, kidney, and pulmonary function. Just last week, the Mockingbird media began to run articles saying, remember, if you get super hot, your, your blood will clot. Remember, getting overheated causes blood clots. No. No water for three or four days in hot environment, that can cause blood clots. Getting overheated on the beach doesn't cause blood clots. Kids don't die from strokes. Teens don't die from heart attacks. Nor do babies, except now they do. There's going to be a 2062, God willing. And we're all going to have to answer, what were you doing back then when it was becoming clear there was a 140% increase in all-cause mortality in millennials? What did you do about it? Well, <clears throat> that Mercola, he was on CNN. They said he was a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, but these are insurance company numbers. Um, I'd like to say I did something, but I was really busy that day. It was for a decade. <laughs> you got me. Back to the article. <clears throat> An onslaught of reproductive and cancer cases related to the shots are also anticipated. Quote, the fact of the matter is an enormous number of people who are injected are already carrying the seeds of their own demise. As for how many die, Martin believes the numbers may have been revealed back in 2011 when the New World Health Organization announced their decades of vaccinations. Quote, based on their own 2011 estimate, and this is a chilling estimate, but we just have to put it out there. When the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Chinese CDC, the Jeremy Farrar Welcome Trust, and other um, agents published the decade of vaccination for world health back in 2011, their stated objective was a population reduction of 15% of the world's populations, the world's population. To put that in perspective, that's about 700 million people dead. And that would put the U.S. participation in that certainly at a pro rata of infected population somewhere between 75 and 100 million people. Yeah, but how? What's the mechanism? And this is something that Tony Fauci hides behind constantly. Well, I mean, the, the, the problem is no one can really point to the mechanism uh, that would cause these uh, vaccines uh, to be unsafe. The, we've studied the mechanisms. Yes, I can. I'm not a doctor. The spike protein is toxic. It is inflammatory to the body. It's inflammatory to the ovaries, the brain, the heart, the pericarotic sac around the heart, the testicles, it is inflammatory to them. The more you shoot up into it, uh, into the body, the more spike proteins that exist. And here's what else they do, Tony. Here's your mechanism for the rest of this stuff. Our immune system is tied to fighting cancer. The same mechanisms exist that our immune system looks at a cell and says, wow, you're a cell filled with a bunch of poison. You know what we'll do? We'll poke a hole in you, insert some stuff in you and kill you as a cell. The spike proteins that get into our body, our immune system says, wow, these spike proteins are poisonous, but they're all over this brain. The injections mute. They mute our body's immune systems. Those soldiers, 
that go and destroy those cells that follow the handshake cell or handshake of the immune system that comes in and does a handshake. Hey, let me check you out. Oh yeah, you're full of poison. Call the soldiers. That doesn't work in many people. And the more times you get injected, the less it works. There's your mechanism, Tony. There's your mechanism. God willing, there's going to be a 2062. What will you have done? What will you have said? Man, I'm, I'm going so long. This stuff is so important to me. I'm going to have to get to the Raphael Warnick stuff later. I even teased it last hour. The theft of Christianity. I know I'll do it this week. I made an offhand comment the other day that deserves more attention about the defense of the female body. I'll do that this week. Great time to remind people that among the truth tellers of this world are Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management. Uh, just as we name names and we, we do it openly naming names about these scammers in the medical world and the political world. Hey, there's, there's only risk for Zach Abraham to come out and call out the system the way that he does. And he does talk about how it's rigged. And in knowing how it's rigged, he also knows how to fight it on your behalf as a steward of money. Now, it's very clear there's a bunch of people, like the majority of people, it's a three-layer cake theory. Most people who work in finance, they're good people. But listen, if you're working in finance and still following the 60-40 stock bond mix, that's great for buy and hold over 30 years. Because if you're young and you you play the market, you put 12% in every year, Zach says that'll beat him. That's what he says. Now, if you're putting in 6%, good luck trying to beat Bulwark Capital Management or other decent funds. But if you put in 12% per year, just based upon volume, you ride the highs, you ride the lows, you eventually come out okay at 30 years. But we're talking with you about five to 10 years from retirement. Now, buy and hold for how long? What are you going to retire at? The dip? Well, 60-40 stock bond mix doesn't work anymore in this inflationary environment where mobbed up companies like BlackRock and Vanguard can tell the Fed or the, the, the treasury, hey, why don't you conjure $360 billion? And they did, and they did. So Boer Capital Management is maniacally, that's the wrong word, obsessively, that's the wrong word, seriously focused on risk management strategies. Yep, they want the upside in your portfolio, but the big thing for them is, hey, let's not pump a hole in the bottom of the boat when we're just outside of the shoreline, but there's sharks in the water. Five to 10 years from retirement, call Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. It's sort of shifting gears, but it's sort of not. The biolabs in Ukraine, um, the coup in Ukraine, who was um, Captain Mustache, who was a big fan of President Trump until um, President Trump disappointed him? Michael Bolton. Did you see this? I got to grab this audio. <laughs> Someone said to Michael Bolton, who has become a major anti-Trump guy, said to Michael Bolton, yeah, but you don't have to be smart to start a coup. Michael Bolton, I, I disagree. Uh, I've, I've started a, a couple of coups. You got to be smart. Oh, but not here, right? Not here. We know that we started a crew a coup in Ukraine. We know that. We 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 can enjoy listening to the phone call of them starting a coup in Ukraine. We can enjoy listening to the conversation. I think we were the first show to play it. Well, the people at One America News reminded me of something via Twitter, and this is a great reminder. This is about the money that we're giving Ukraine where Hunter Biden had investments in biolabs. 
This comes the same time that the National Institute of Health has admitted, yeah, yeah, we funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab run by the Chinese Communist Party on something called SARS-CoV-2, the thing that Fauci said, and we talked about this yesterday. Senator Paul, with all due respect, you don't know what you're talking about. I changed the definition of gain-of-function, and so now we didn't do it, Rand. Although he didn't say it that way. Remember these moments. The United States is leading the way. We provided Ukraine with nearly $7 billion in security assistance since I took office. The next few days, we intend to announce more than $800 million more, including new advanced Western air defense systems for Ukraine, more artillery and ammunition, counter-battery radars, additional ammunition for the HIMARS multiple launch rocket system we've already given. We remember this. Remember a guy named Donald John Trump? I've said this many, many times about D.C. It is the bubble of all bubbles. You go to Washington, D.C., and you work, and I'm not trying to repeat myself. I, this is an important point I, I don't always do a good job of making. My point in talking about being offered a multi-million dollar bribe in the first three weeks of working there. It's not bragging. It's nothing to brag about. Someone thinking they can bribe you. That's nothing to brag about. It is that that's the way business is done there. That's the way business is done. A congressman's son putting in a bid to build a website for $6 million. A $500,000 website for $6 million. 500000 only because we knew how seriously people wanted to hack us. It's really a $50,000 website with 10 times that amount for IT security because we tie into the voter database, et cetera, ad nauseum. There's $6 million bucks he wanted to build me a website. And then he took me out walking to coffee and he goes, you know what? I could call Jay Leno right now. Oh, that's cool. No, I'll do it. No. You ever talk to Jay Leno? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. You have? Yeah, I can call... Uh, I could call some other people in Hollywood. Who do you want to talk to? I know a lot of people in Hollywood. I don't need to talk to anybody in Hollywood. No, no, no. I want to show you this. I want to show you this. In fact, you know what? You, you don't have Jay Leno's phone number, right? No. I'm going to call him. Let's put him on a video call. No, I don't want to see Jay Leno. I just want to go have the coffee and talk about the website. I'm not going to pay you six million bucks for it. And I don't even know that you've got the technical expertise to do this. Do you know who my dad is? Yeah, I know. He's on the armed services committee. I get it. Do you know how this town works? I know how this town works. I don't work that way. My point in all of that is Donald John Trump comes to town and he says some things that make perfect sense. Wait a minute. Why are we giving all the, why are we paying all the, the, the bills for the UN? Wait, why are we doing that? Why do we pay all the NATO bills? I'm looking at this. This doesn't make any sense. Germany has money. Why is Germany not paying their fair share? Uh, Mr. President, there's a lot of nuance and gravitas to this, and uh, this takes some study. No, 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 no. Stop. This is unfair. We're not doing it anymore. Uh, there's, a, there's a process. For, no, 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 we're not doing it. We're getting screwed. Uh, Mr. President, these are very important. Nope. And sometimes that played to our advantage, like there. There's illegal immigration. Build a wall. Uh, well, people can go over walls. Then make the wall really deep. Well, people can go under it. Then, then put put computer systems on it so they can't. Um, that can't be done. We, we built a wall for Mexico. Well, Mexican Mexico has a different uh, stuff. Shut up. Get out of my office. Sometimes it worked to our advantage. With the injections, it didn't. They played him. I can't wait this long. You say 30 million Americans are going to die. I can't wait this long. Get me a vaccine now. They played him. And I, I pray to God he'll admit it. I pray to the Lord he will. I pray the Lord will reveal that to him because then he can come back and, and just, if he understood what they did to him, he could come back and clean house. He gets and he looks at Ukraine. Why are we, what's all this stuff in Ukraine? Why are we, wait a minute, why are we trying to start a war with Russia? Why are we doing that? Why do we want to have a war? All this looks like we're trying to start a war with Russia. Why are we, why did we do a coup in Ukraine? That's, I was told that would cause a war in Russia. Why are we doing that? Uh, Mr. President, there's a lot of detail to this. And, and a lot of people in the State Department have worked very hard on this. There's a lot of nuance to this, sir. Why are we starting a war with Putin? There's nuance. Why? 
Well, look what we have now. One American News reminds us of a phone call Joe Biden made way back in 2016. Right around the time President Trump was coming into office. And he calls Ukraine. Overdrive to clean up loose ends. November 16, 2016. Two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get into position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the the provide bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. That's the Ukrainian head of state to whom Biden was speaking before he became fully demented. Let's unfold something in that conversation. I don't want Trump to get into office in a situation where the world financial system is going to collapse and think he's being told to pour a bunch of money into Ukraine before he has a chance to understand the details. Let's slow that down. I don't want this guy To be in a situation, this is 2016, where the world financial system is going to collapse. Is going to collapse. Six years ago. I don't want him to know that the world financial system is going to collapse. Because what he's going to say is, well, if that's the case, why am I pouring all this money into Ukraine? What are we doing? We're pouring a whole bunch of money into Ukraine. What's going on? Economic uprisings. Why? Because they're collapsing the financial system. Why? Because they're evil. Because evil exists. Because countries have turned their face from God. How do we win? In 2062, I hope you're able to say, you know what we did? We prayed to bring God back into our hearts. We started to pray with you kids. Remember that? We started to pray as a family. We started to go to church. Remember that? And then we started to make disciples. Remember we went on on a mission and we went out and made Christian disciples in our country and we started to vote for godly leaders. Remember that? And then over time, godly leaders got into office and they said, wait a minute, they collapsed the financial system. Wait a minute, they were killing babies and selling the body parts? Wait a minute, they were chemically castrating and surgically mutilating little children like Baal? Wait a minute, they murdered our cities? Wait a minute, they forced people to get injected with a poison? And the godly people said, oh... Our nation, all of us, need to turn back to God. And honey, that's how we won. That's how we got the country back. God led us to that. Or, or, in 2062, people can say, well, none of us saw it coming, honey. 
None of us saw it coming. We were told the trains, they were just taking people to camp. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's be extra prayerful in these times. Because it is coming down to it, and the Lord is with us.